have you ever had a boy with a southern accent try and sing a Spanish song in your ear? Because <laughs> if not, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> Despacito, quiero respirar tu cuello despacito. Deja que te diga cosas al oído para que te acuerdes si no estás conmigo. Despacito, quiero desnudarte a besos despacito. Firmo en las paredes de tu laberinto y hacer de tu cuerpo todo un manuscrito. Are you ready? No. Are you? Well. I guess we have to be. <laughs> Hola, tacos. <laughs> Hola. We're back. <laughs> Jack is fucked, which is me. <laughs> Jack has returned with no voice. No, I've returned with with uh, the Mexican cold. <laughs> I don't even really know if that's a thing, but I just made it up. Yikes. Hopefully we'll make this episode nice and quick for you guys so that you don't have to hear me for too long. I love it. No way it hurts. No, I love it. It's sexual. No, it's the Okay, least I'm sorry that it hurts. It's the least sexual. It thing. sounds good in my earballs. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, Anuela one and Anuela two yeah. have returned. What did I say her last name was? I don't remember. Struggleita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are now Anuela Struggleita. <laughs> So before we went to Mexico, a couple of our friends were like, okay, we're going to pray for you guys. Don't drink the bar dry, yada, yada. Well, here we are. And I'm pretty sure we did both those things. My entire soul is left in Cabo. (laughs) I will say, though, like we left without any major bodily injuries. Correct. So that's a plus. Yeah. No, I just cut my foot on glass. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. When did that happen? That when we went to the bar, there was like something stuck to the bottom oh. of my shoe. And then I tried mm-hmm. to take it off by like scraping it on my foot <laughs> like an idiot. That's why I have a massive scar on the top of my foot. Like I sliced my foot open right next to my tattoo with the same thing. Oh, yeah. Because my I ex broke a glass on the ground. and didn't clean it up. Oh, mm-hmm. so I cleaned it up with my foot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, so we're back. Where do we even start? I don't remember how to do this. <laughs> I know it's been two weeks since we recorded. Yeah, it's crazy. We pre-recorded like goddamn pros. Yeah, we did. Now and we've returned to be not, not pros. pros. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of pros. Excuse me if I cough during this episode because <laughs> I don't want to pause it every time I have to cough. I'll do my best to cover it up. It's okay. I was re-listening to our episode from last week and I have like an actual coughing spaz in the middle and we didn't cut it out. Yeah, I'm disgusting. Right. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so what was your favorite part about Cabo? <laughs> um, snorkeling? Yeah, I know you love your snorkeling. I do love my snorkeling. So we went on like a day boat ride. Mm-hmm, on a sailboat. Oh, it, was yeah, it was so, so fucking beautiful. Oh, it was so beautiful. I know everybody hates when people say this, but we lived our fucking best lives that day. It was the absolute best. Even when I wanted to throw up, I was like, I'm still happy. I might puke, but I'm still so happy. Yeah, Katie was like standing on the side of the boat on the way back. Mm -hmm. But it was, it wasn't funny, but what I was going to say was (laughs) one of the guys that was working on the boat, Mm -hmm. he even said he was feeling emotional sick. It was really rough. There was white caps and shit. One of the other guys came up to me as I was standing there and he was like, please don't jump. (laughs) And then I informed him you just wanted to throw up instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He was technically the lifeguard on the boat, so. Oh, so he's being selfish. He just didn't want to have to jump in after me. Probably. <laughs> no. What was oh, your I held part? a sea urchin when we went snorkeling. Yes, she did. I was like so afraid because I thought they were so pokey. I mean, yeah, it is. Well, and the guy was so funny. He was like, ooh, and like put it in her face. Yeah. <laughs> and then I put it in my hand and it was like moving. It mm-hmm. was so weird. It wasn't like one of those like deathly looking sea no. urchins it was like one of those little brown ones that has like the short pokey yeah it's like a it. hedgehog of the sea yes <laughs> it does look like a hedgehog yeah it was so it cute it was actually really cool it was like oh, i'm pretty sure i'm the only one that held it I don't yeah think you he did let anybody else hold it no you were special i'm so special you are oh yeah. i have a cat on my lap hello i'm telling you the animals missed us they really did because she like lost her mind when i got home last night she was yeah. overwhelmed she like gets this oral fixation when she's really excited and she doesn't she know what like to do with herself her so she llama. tries to chew on me so yeah. i was like oh my god i asked my brother i was like give me something for her to chew so she doesn't chew my arm yeah. and she just like rolled over onto her back and had it in her mouth i was like you were the cutest thing i've ever seen she's so cute, she's so cute. yeah benny peed right <laughs> on my foot <laughs> He was very happy to see his mother. (laughs) Well, how rude. She didn't pee when she saw me. Yeah, well. She obviously wasn't missing me that much. No, she did. I like... What was my favorite part? I don't know. Oh, it's so hard because like... uh, I know I said this on like one of our previous episodes is that one of my favorite parts about traveling is meeting people. So Mm -hmm. I think for sure that was my favorite part. Yeah, Um, we we met so many great people. I can like just tons of people from home too, which is crazy. Yeah, there was like two moms and they were super sweet. And then um, we met a friend of a friend. So now we have a new friend. Yeah. And we met three different bachelor parties. Yeah, from like all over the states. There was yeah. one from Cali. Yeah. One from North Carolina. Yeah. Oh, I Duh. remember where the other guys were from. I know. From. Where was the other guys from? Somewhere southern. Fuck. <sighs> Texas? I don't think it was that far. Oh, we're assholes. I don't remember. I'm sorry, Kyle. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> 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 so I just started in the microphone. Fuck. Uh, anyway so yeah we met uh some really fun people and before we went there's you know there was a lot of talk about cabo not really being safe anymore for Mm -hmm. just females to go and we wanted to go downtown naturally so when we made these friends we were like hey guys want to come to the bar with us yeah we need bodyguards yeah and so we went out i think four times yeah we went out the Um, first time with the bachelor party i just looked at the one guy's insta and they're from oklahoma right 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 yes um so we went out with them oh yeah i should remember that because i sang the oklahoma song out them like a fucking asshole um so yeah we went out with them and then um yeah we just like they all kind of just easily promised to take care of us and make sure yeah. we got back to the hotel we got safe. adopted a few times it was lovely. we did yeah we did yeah the only time i ever felt unsafe was in the cab the first night because me and Jack cab downtown to like meet the guys because they went out for dinner before the bar. Right, right. And we were like on a road and then all of a sudden we weren't on a road and we're just fucking driving. I do say fuck a lot. I'm so sorry. We were driving down a dirt road like through the middle of the desert and I was like, this is where we die. And I was half cut and I looked at Jack and I just grabbed her hand and squeezed it so hard. I was like. And I think I not, I said, we're good. It's yeah. Okay. She's like, it's okay. I'm yeah. like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah 
Good times. Very, very good times. We did like nothing bad happened to us. No. Right? Like no. it was the most chill trip, but we did mm-hmm. meet the one group. They had gone out to the strippers before mm-hmm. we got there. Yeah. And they um it, they'd been there for a while. And I guess like I don't remember if it was the policia or like the federales or they like, said it was the policia. Yeah, the policia came in and like they made them like shut the music off, turn all the lights on. Um they made everybody like stand up against the wall with their hands on the wall and then they took all their shit. Like they made them empty their wallets. They took like their watches, chains, they made a bunch of the guys go to the ATM and take money out, like Mm-hmm. I took everything that they had. Yeah. So, um, I wonder real glad we didn't go to strippers. Well, yeah, but that, I wonder if that's the environment they chose because most yeah. people that go to the strippers have money to give to the strippers. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because, like, like I said to you when we were there, I think that the places we went would have been way too much heat for them yeah. to do that. Yeah, we went to like really popular bars downtown. Yeah. I was actually surprised how organized it was. Like, they had a dude outside of each bar, like, corralling tourists and directing mm-hmm. them into the licensed taxis. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a flat rate to and from the hotel. It was really good. Yeah. Like, I was so was impressed. Great. I My favorite, I think, was Coco Bongo. Me too. So, in my story, I wrote that it was Cabo Wabo, but, like, whatever, <laughs> fucking same thing. It's Cowabunga. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Coco Bongo was so cool. So, I had actually gone to Coco Bongo in Cabo, I mean, Cancun, um, probably like 10 years ago. Oh. And it's so much bigger. Like, it's huge in Cancun, but I think oh. that was the first one. Yeah. Um, but this one was a lot smaller, but it was so much fun. And like, I did not know what we were in for. Like, I had, I was just expecting well, it to be a club. Yeah. It had been so long for me that I didn't know either, but they have so many cool shows that they put on like throughout the night. It's amazing. Yeah. Some like fucking sexy male dancers and female <laughs> dancers. Yeah. And they did like. Saw some titties. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was not planned. <laughs> that was just a tourist. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they did like Game of Thrones. Yeah, they did so much Queen. Apparently, people yeah. in Mexico love Queen. Everywhere we went, I was like, oh my god. They did Bruno so Mars. Happy. They mm-hmm. did uh, Beetlejuice. I'm yeah. pretty sure that Coco Bongo's like thing is Beetlejuice because if you look at a lot of the advertisements, that's like the main oh. thing that they show. So I don't know like what the relevance is for mm-hmm. that, but. I mean, I thought that part was all right. I thought that was the most yeah. cheesy, I think. Yeah, for sure. But but yeah, yeah, it was all still very entertaining. Yeah, and then remember when we first got there, like before any of the shows even started, there was like that middle bar mm-hmm. and it was like a table type thing. And then they closed the bar and then they had the servers come around and grab people. And the very first person they grabbed was you. Yeah. And, and I, was I was just like, like no, 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 no. Where are you going? We didn't even know what was happening. So he took Katie around and I was like following and like led her up the stairs onto the bar. And then Katie, Krista and I were on the bar and it was like, oh no. It was crazy yeah i mean i feel like a moron but it was really fun <laughs> we got up there about 10 more times in between the shows because <laughs> we had a lot more to drink by that point yeah just a little bit <sighs> yeah my brain's gonna explode i'm so sorry That's have okay. you taken drugs i have not i tried not to be druggy mm. <laughs> um also <laughs> when we got there one of the first things that we saw was a massive cockroach oh and jack fuck. Was me losing it there is literally 
I can't with cockroaches. So, I did I not can't. know about the spirit. Was hilarious. I cannot. I, they scare me so much. And it stems all the way back from when I went to Thailand with my friend Jenna. And I like put my bag on the ground like a dumbass. And I was like digging through it to like, find something later. And two cockroaches. <laughs> two cockroaches came crawling out of my bag. And then I screamed. So I scared Jenna. And then she was like trying to kill it. And those things are so hard to kill. So anyways, yeah, that would gross me out. I've never tried to kill one. Yeah, they're disgusting. So we, we came around the corner to like go back to our room and I saw this like quite large thing move. Oh my God. And this was after we yeah. already saw one cockroach. Yeah, so we were on high alert. Yeah, so then we like go around the corner and it like scurried across and I jumped like <laughs> higher than I've ever been able to jump in my life. I screamed. It scared me so much that yeah. I fell over. <laughs> but I think it was actually a mouse. It was a mouse. <laughs> I thought it was a cockroach. <laughs> Or what do you call them? Cucaracha? <laughs> Cucaracha. <laughs> I love that name so much more. Okay, well, let's call them cucarachas and then they sound cuter. Okay, cucaracha. I'm pretty sure if you go to the Space and Science Center, you can, like, hold them. You know, thank you. <laughs> I'll take a hard pass on that one. I got some fresh material for pickup lines while we were down there, so I wanted to share. <laughs> Why is this so funny? <laughs> so I wanted to share. Okay, I so, don't even remember these, so why don't you share them? Okay, so the first day that we went down, we kind of, like, made friends with a couple different groups, but we didn't really talk to one of them that much, and then we came back down the second day, and one of the guys came over to me, and he was like, um, I noticed your tattoo yesterday, like, what does it mean? And, like, I have map coordinates tattooed on my back, and I was like, mm, that's where I got married. And he was like, oh, and, like, looks ring, I'm like, yeah, I'm divorced, it's fine. And he's like, oh, well, where is it? I'm like, home. He's like, well, where's home? And I was like, Canada. And he's like, oh, really? Because I Googled the coordinates last night because I was curious and it said they were in Africa. Okay, but before <laughs> that, before that, I saw the two of them talking and we were like right beside them talking to the other group and I said something mm-hmm. or like one of the guys was making fun of us. The like, the thing all week was that we say a boot instead of a boat. Oh, Yeah. So I think that one of the guys from Oklahoma was making fun of us for that. And then I saw that other guy, he looked and he said to his friend, oh, they're from Canada. And so then I like looked over and I see that. And of course, in my drunken state, I'm like, oh, you (laughs) motherfucker, do you have something to say? (laughs) So I go over there and I was like, is there something wrong with the fact that we're from Canada? And he's like, oh, my God, you heard me. And I was like, yeah, I did. And then he's like, actually, we were just trying to figure out where your friend's coordinates were because we Googled it and it said Africa. So then I was like, holy, oh, are you serious? So then I believe them, of course, because I'm such a gullible blonde idiot. So then I go over to Katie and I'm like, dude, your coordinates land you in Africa. I was like, what the fuck? And they had us going for quite a while. I made one of the guys go get his phone finally and type it in. He's like, oh, I must have been drunk yesterday because I typed that in wrong. It's definitely in Canada. Yeah. So you are safe. You didn't I'm safe. I'm good. Enough. I'm good. And then I have another tattoo. I'm just full of basic tattoos. I have another tattoo um, that says Honey and Wildfire. And it's from a poem by Victoria Erickson that says, just because you're soft doesn't mean you're not a force. Honey and Wildfire are the same color gold. It's my favorite poem. I love that one. I know. Me too. Um, but yeah, this guy came over and he touched it. And he's like, does that say honey and waffles? <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> 
waffles you just love waffles so much i actually really love waffles i know waffles are i really good. do yeah. could go yeah. for some waffles yeah hmm. what else of your pickup oh. lines those are the only two that stuck out oh okay yeah so again, like the basic bitches that we are, we went to do a beach photo shoot and we dragged poor Krista out to take photos for us. Yeah. So the surf in Cabo is really, really rough. There's like quite an undertow. So they don't recommend the tourists go in it because most of us can't swim as well as people that have grown up around the ocean. So we get close, like we're where the sand is wet and we're doing some thought shots. And we took off our sandals because we're trying to make this Instagram worthy. And when we were basically done, a huge wave comes up. And so I shriek and like run up the sand because I don't want to die. And I turn around and my sandals are being sucked right out to sea. (laughs) They were so long gone. And the sandals are so old and ugly, but they're so comfortable. I was sad. So I like run down. Jess is like, you can't go in after them I'm like no no it's fine like they'll come back so the one like the waves kept going and going and the one sandal kind of comes back up to me and I run down and grab it and then the lifeguard sees this and he's like oh this fucking white girl so he goes down he's like wait (laughs) well yeah we're not technically allowed to go down there so Mm -mm. like they're very strict about the swimming in the ocean in Cabo Mm -hmm. Um, the flags like almost always red if not sometimes black so Mm -hmm. the riptide um, is really strong yeah and I didn't know this but it's because the two oceans meet yeah so cool. I thought that was so cool. It's like um, the Sea of Cortez and the and Pacific. So, yeah. yeah. And so cool. like the one underneath is the Riptide and it's got such a strong undertow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think <laughs> we're not allowed to go too close. Because yeah. We can the locals were in. like, it'll, it'll suck you over to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like well, if yeah, I made it there, it'd I be okay Hawaii. <laughs> but yeah, so he went down and he got my other sandal for me. And then literally two hours later, it broke as I was walking. I was like, oh my God, I risked my life <laughs> for nothing. And, and the lifeguard. And the lifeguard's life. I guess something that was healthy that happened was that I, I lost my jewel. <laughs> It was a very tragic day for everybody. It was so bad. I smoked so much down there. I got the jewel originally because I quit smoking like seven years ago. But every time I get drunk, I want to smoke. And I was like, I'm sick of bumming people's cigarettes. And then I wake up in the morning and my mouth tastes like ash and I want to die. So I I just got a vape. Yeah, cigarettes taste nasty. Yeah. So because when you vape, you don't wake up with that. And like it doesn't make you stink like smoke. Like, So, yeah. But now I've lost two. And I was smoking it way too much on the trip. And I noticed that even at home, I had started smoking it if I was like really stressed or upset and or drinking, which happens more often than it should. So it's probably a blessing in disguise. I need to me too. get off that jewel life. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm God. giving Katie the fucking serious eyes across the room here. It's all my fault. No, I think not. we literally smoked an entire pod in one day. It was so bad. Were we wasted? Yeah, we were hammered. Oh. Um, in case anybody was wondering and didn't already clue in, for the entire seven days, I think we were drunk from 1 p.m. till about 4 or 5 a.m. Yep. every single day. Yep. We had Mai Tais for breakfast on more than one occasion. On the last day, we drank so much before we even had a single piece of food. Yeah, we had br- dinner. Or no, we had breakfast at like 3 p.m. Yeah. It was no bueno. And... In case anyone's wondering, that's probably why I feel the way I do right now. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't see the correlation. Uh-uh. No, no, I guess not. Hey, it's no not, link. It's not self-inflicted. Nah, not at all. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, that's when all the fun happens, right? Yeah, it's so much fun. I have one last story. Actually, it's kind of two. So I met this couple and I like broke out hard with the wife and mm-hmm. she came and found me on the last day. 
And she was like, dude, I had a foursome. I was like, what? She's like, yeah. So her husband like wasn't feeling good one night. So she went out without him, met a couple, brought them back to their room and they had a foursome. I was like, oh my God. Is a foursome even the thing? Like, isn't that just an orgy? I don't know. I think maybe is an orgy like five or more. <laughs> so when you have a the foursome, do you uh-huh. just like trade partners? Like, I think so. I don't think I, I think, yeah, they each traded and then the girls hooked up, but I don't think the guys hooked up. Right. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I think. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, we met this other girl and she met like these Texans one day and they were like obsessed with her because she was like stacked blonde hair, blue eyes. And they were like touching her in the pool and like wanted to get with her, like all three of them. And then I think that they just realized like they should just stop fighting for her. And they invited her to. So, yeah, would that be a foursome or would it be an orgy? Or is that just getting a train run on you? What is the... <laughs> I don't know the, the correct terminology to use for this I feel like four-way sexual encounter. Girl, it's not a foursome unless the guys were planning to do stuff with each other, which I doubt they were. They're from Texas. I highly doubt it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just I don't really have anything to say about that. Fucking go get it, girl. Okay. So, let's just end off this lovely little section of our trip. By me saying that I take back my previous statement in episode four, where we talk about having bros in different area codes, that men who are on vacation are not out there looking for their wife. I fucking take it back. (laughs) And Katie's laughing because it has everything to do with her. I mean, in his defense, he wasn't looking for his wife. Okay, fine. I, yes, he wasn't, but it, I think it might have happened. I got married in Mexico, guys. Anyway. <gasps> so, I got engaged. Uh, I forgot to talk about that. Oh, yeah. We yeah. both got engaged. Right. To our little Mexican. Uh, wait, no, no, yours didn't propose. Mine did not propose. It was so fucking mm. rude. Right. Uh, I took that very seriously. M- mine proposed while well, he did my makeup <laughs> for the glow party. <laughs> and he gave me a rubber... <laughs> light flashing ring <laughs> i will post it for you later guys like we even find ways to rave in different countries yeah, exactly and Everywhere he proposed to me with a rubber ring so it there you adorable. have it guys i know right so fucking so romantic <sighs> all right well Can't. you better not tell any more stories from this trip <laughs> maybe later <laughs> should we move into crazy pants yes I'm brave, I'm brave Even when the fear is staring in my face Oh, I'm brave, I'm brave I'm brave, I'm brave So in the week before me and Jack left for a vacation, we kind of got to talking about the topic of judgment and just like people judging other people people judge other people for like how they live their lives or what they do in those lives or what they talk about on their podcasts (laughs) and anyway I it kind of got us to thinking like I do think that we should provide a little bit of background insight into why we decided to have mental health and healthy sexuality as like such a big part of this podcast and why we wanted to make sure that we talk about that so I mean first of all I'll just say like you don't know what other people have been through or are dealing with. You don't know their trauma. You don't know their motivations. And you may not know everything that they're dealing with at that time. Like, obviously, everybody that follows us see us on Instagram, like, traveling and going to shows and dogs and, like, doing all that kind of stuff. But, like, you know that Instagram is a highlight reel. 
Like that's not everything that's going on in somebody's life. Right. We have gotten like an overwhelming amount of positive feedback on this show. And usually it's all fun and games in here. But um, there has been a little bit of backlash. And like, I don't feel like we need to defend ourselves for anything that we've talked about. But like I said, I did want to kind of give you guys a little backstory. In previous episodes, I've alluded to like parts of my mental health journey. But the truth is that there's tons of things that you guys don't know. Honestly, things that Jack doesn't even know. And there's things that I haven't even progressed to the point of talking about in therapy yet. And I regret so much that it took me so many years to finally start opening up. I never used to confide in my family or my friends or my partners. And I was too scared to go to therapy. I used to joke that I didn't want to go to therapy because I knew then that I'd be held accountable for my shit. But I've been in therapy for over two years now. And the only person holding me accountable for my shit is me. My therapist just provides me with tools and then an outlet for like cathartic discussions. Yep. When I grew up, my parents tried really hard to maintain like open and honest communication with me. But for whatever whatever reason, I felt like there was a lot that I couldn't talk to them about. Part of me was scared that I was crazy or a bad person. Part of me didn't want to worry them. And then when I finally dropped a bombshell on them when I was about 17, my mom asked me if I wanted to go to therapy and I said no. Therapy wasn't normal to me. Therapy was scary. Therapy was something that only crazy people did. If I went to therapy, I'd have to be medicated or I'd be hospitalized. And if I went to therapy, people would judge me. So it took me 10 more years to finally go to therapy and it's been a godsend. I've grown so much as a person in the past couple years. I've become stronger, more sure of myself and more confident to stand up for myself. And I do have a ton more work to do, but I finally feel somewhat equipped to do it. I saw a psychiatrist about 18 months ago and he told me that he wasn't going to diagnose me with this or that. He was just going to tell me the central cause of my issues. And he told me that it was low self-esteem. And then I could go into the etiology of why I have self-esteem issues and how that's manifested in other shit. But It doesn't really matter because basically he equipped me with that knowledge that the only way for me to feel better is to work on my own self-esteem. So that's what I've been doing. And I feel like I've kind of just began that journey. One of the things that I personally struggled with as a result of that is an unhealthy relationship with my own sexuality. I was extremely scared and repressed for years. I felt a lot of shame around sex or masturbation. I thought that my only worth to men was basically as a sex object. Um, I've also taken quite a bit of training in forensic psychology including the etiology of sexual deviancy and the effects on people who experience sexual abuse. And one of the main issues that I've always come back to is a lack of communication. People with deviant sexual impulses that don't have a healthy outlet to discuss them are more likely to turn those inwards, and those can lead to deviant sexual behaviors. How many sex offenders could we have prevented if they had had access to therapy before they progressed to the point of acting on their impulses? And on the flip side, people that experience sexual abuse often do not have a healthy healthy way to deal with the trauma. And they feel so much shame and isolation. And then this can in turn manifest in self-destructive behaviors and mental illness. Like I could go on and on about this. And Mm -hmm. I said, if I ever get around to doing a master's or a PhD, this is what I would do my thesis on. But basically that's why we're here. And that's why we joke about butt plugs and depression (laughs) holes or talk about the psychological effects of one night stands. We're not making light of mental health. We're trying to normalize talking about this. I can be depressed as fuck and still joke about it. And if that makes it more relatable to people, then I feel like I've done my job. If we talk about our own experiences and those resonate with someone, then we've done our job. You're not alone. You deserve to feel good in your own skin, be happy in your relationships, and have great fucking orgasms. Things really have progressed in the past few years in terms of people opening up and talking about mental health, like the Bell Next Talk movement. I think there's been a lot of good come from social media and like that area, but there's still a long way to go. As we always say, If you want to talk one-on-one with us, our DMs are always open. Neither of us are licensed therapists, but we can talk to you about our own experiences and what has worked for us and point you towards resources. Um, Anyway, my rant is over. I promise. (laughs) I'll never read from a script like this again. I just really wanted to make sure I didn't forget anything important. And please don't stop giving feedback, guys. We do this for you and we love you. (laughs) 
And Katie's on my face, so now I'm going to cry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> totally thought we were going to go on a different train there. But I, I mean, what more can I say other than that? I completely agree with you. And mm. um, yeah, like we, we hope that this podcast does some good things for you when it comes to mental health, because mm-hmm. just like Katie said, you know, we do go out and do a lot of fun things, but that doesn't mean that we aren't dealing with things that aren't on social media, like we're going to therapy, sorry, Um, or we're just, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to work through our own things. And, you know, you talk about the, you know, taking 10 years to go to therapy. Um, Mm -hmm. It took me more than that. My mom wanted to start me to go to therapy, um, I think probably when I was grade 10. Yeah. and the very first time and only time I have gone was probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Up until that point, I felt exactly the same. Like mm-hmm. going to therapy meant there was something wrong with me. And mm-hmm. I'm never going to be that person. Well, I shouldn't say never, but it's much harder for me to accept that there could be something wrong. And it's not even wrong. It's just something that I have to go through and deal with. Yeah, totally. I don't process my emotions well. So (laughs) for me to go to therapy, it's exactly Mm -hmm. the same thing. It makes me feel like I have to actually own up to whatever it is I'm feeling. Yeah. And not easy. No, I've only been once. um, And he literally looked me in the eyes and said, it sounds like you already know what you need to do. You just Mm -hmm. needed me to help you. So, I mean, I guess it depends what you're going through, but it is nice. Even if you do know what is the best thing for you. It's nice to have, I guess, a third party, somebody that's not yeah. your friend, someone that's yeah. outside that can provide some some impartial insight onto it. Yep, totally. The reason that I ended up finally going to therapy was because I was going through a breakup and I wanted somebody to reassure me that I wasn't being Same. irrational or making a stupid decision. Like I basically, yeah, I knew what I wanted to do, but I just... Well, yeah, I my, yeah, mine was like the, basically the same. I wanted to end things but I felt stuck yeah (laughs) and I shouldn't have but there were a lot of factors at play yeah for sure but yeah it's hard yeah like I think um you know the way that we show ourselves on social media um for this podcast and just even on our personal social media is very much who we are like we're not putting on a front and it almost like it does kind of bother me when people are always like when they see that other people are having fun mm-hmm. um, and then they're so quick to just say, well, you know, that social media is just a front. And it's like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's yeah. not, though. It's uh, mm-hmm. who the fuck is going to want to go out there and show all the shit that they're going through on their social media? Yeah, it doesn't mean it's a front. It just means they're choosing not to show you things that you probably don't even want to see or hear about. Yeah, exactly. There's a, a meme and it's like the different social medias and it's like Instagram is just like half naked photos on a beach and then Twitter is like, so anyway, I'm horny and depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so accurate. I don't have Twitter, so I don't I know. know. I'm like, I have the Twitter under the two girls' name. I'm like, maybe I should change it because it's literally just me being like... No, you're doing good with the Twitter. Uh, but yeah, I just hate that because like, <laughs> I don't think that my social media is a front. Um, I mean, I guess, you know, you don't know what everyone else is going through. But the one thing I could say is like, 
if your relationship is shit and you keep posting and saying how wonderful it is, I guess that would be a front. Yeah, But totally. if you just choose not to post about it because it's not great and you're working through something that's nobody's goddamn business, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you're putting on a front. just means you're choosing not to show something. Like, yeah. To me, that's your own choice. It's your own account. You can do what you want with it. Like, I mm-hmm. think people saying it's a front is almost a form of judgment, too. Yeah, totally. Like, just let people enjoy themselves. Like, we're going through stuff. Everybody always is going through stuff. But yeah. that doesn't mean that we sit on our asses at home and don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know what? If there's any of you that are listening to this and you're judging us for what are doing, what we are doing, you need to go take a look in the mirror. Yeah, I would say, like, that's your prerogative. But, like, if you want to spend your life just being worried about what other people are doing, then you need to look great within to yourself. Live. No. Yeah. Because we enjoy what we're doing. We're not doing anything wrong. <laughs> we're out here trying to help people. And podcasts, yeah. like, podcasts are such a big thing right now. And I even, like, I love listening to other podcasts. Me too. I, like, barely listen to music when I drive anymore because I listen yeah. to so many podcasts. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm like stressed out now because I have a whole week's worth to catch up on. <laughs> I know, me too. But they do help me. I learn so much from them. And yeah, we're just two girls who, you know, are in our late 20s. And we're just also trying to figure our shit out. But yeah. hopefully well, yeah, we're helping guide you along the way too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had like quite a few people reach out to me like personally and say like, thanks for talking about therapy in your podcast. I actually have one of my oldest friends and she is going to school to be a therapist and she was like I think it's really good that you guys are talking about that because not a lot of people do like it's yeah it's still such a shameful stigmatized thing and it really shouldn't be no (laughs) one of the guys one of the guys that uh we met on the trip he was talking to me about work stuff and oh yeah yeah and I was just like you need to go to therapy (laughs) and he was like I know but um, it's such a testosterone thing for me. And I was yeah. like, you have to let that go because yeah. we, these are things that you're not equipped to deal with on your own. And if you don't deal with it, who knows how many years down the road you're going to be still dealing with it or it's going to resurface again. Like, yeah, exactly. I think there was one other person I talked to and I told them they need to go to therapy too. <laughs> I, w- I said it in the nicest way possible. Mm-hmm. I'm like, people usually do open up to me like quite freely. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about me, but like I mean you're an empath I had known that person for like 12 hours and he told me some stuff so yeah I mean it's nice and I love listening to people and being being that like listening ear and being supportive Mm -hmm. and I think when people trust me it's it it is in my place a little bit to be like I'm here to listen I'm here to like help Mm -hmm. where I can but these are big things that you shouldn't have to do on your own totally I do. I feel really bad for men because I think there's so much more stigma towards yeah. them, yeah. which, which is I so awful. Hate. Yeah, like, I hate that. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think we're gonna move into Starcast now. Every man's favorite part of this. Yes. Episode. So this is where all the men are gonna turn it off. So yeah. thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to my TED talk. <laughs> Love y'all. See you next week. Anyway. So I only looked at CoStar today because it's usually the one that I go with. Um, And my main, what do you even call this? My main horoscope says express yourself. (laughs) How fortuitous after what you just said. I'm the fucking struggleita with my emotions. Um, And then it says today's moon transit is asking you to be open to new opportunities. (laughs) And 
anything thoughts on that <laughs> yeah I am trying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, mine says it's always a process of learning, dismantling what you've learned and learning again. Then it says the general theme of your life during this period is to be imaginative when thinking about future possibilities. Taking a leap of faith is always more useful than exploding a grenade and hoping for the best. Oh, I'm really what? bad for the grenade. Thing. Yeah. What's, okay, what's the difference between taking a leap of faith and exploding, and exploding a, a grenade? grenade? I one, don't know. I think maybe like the yeah, maybe or like the t- taking a leap of faith is like something you know maybe a little more secure, and you've actually thought about it. Whereas mm. like the grenade would be just like some blowing new up your opportunity, life. and it's like could just totally blow up your life, <laughs> which I can be eh. bad for. Not like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just mm. like, I, I am very like rash when it comes to decisions, impetuous. So maybe this is just like think about it before yeah. you do it kind of thing hmm. so it's a leap of faith but one that you've like planned out it's a little well bit thought out yeah which i'm not hmm. good at hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Who knows? oh Who my knows? god that was the couch hopefully that didn't just sound like anything else <laughs> i was moving off the couch because um we're gonna actually do a card reading for katie today oh we're just doing me yeah. Oh. You didn't bring your deck. No, but I can, can do my own. Yeah. I guess. Do you want to do yours first before I touch your cards? Are you even, should are you even supposed to touch my cards? It depends. Some witchy people don't like other people touching their deck. But like the basic witches, like they have the person that they're One gonna read for sure. touch the deck because they let them like you can cleanse them after too. Sure. It's up to you. Whatever you feel. I'm not very good at shuffling. <laughs> they're so big. <laughs> and they're hard. Uh, they're so pretty. Oh, they are. But these ones are... So these ones are called Mystic Mondays. It's supposed to be like a way to kind of reset your week and like, oh. I guess, prepare you for your week. And they're actually more, I think, on the positive side. Um, like oh, a lot of the messages are quite positive. Oh, that's cool. from what I can tell anyways I mean I've only done it once mm-hmm. for myself and I was like oh that was kind of scary yeah I'm nervous I always get so nervous to do readings because do you have a question ready <laughs> maybe <laughs> okay well I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna let you touch the deck okay thank you <laughs> thank you for trusting me with your deck I'll only give good vibes onto you, the cards okay do you want me to lay them out or do you want to grab the top one this is your reading so you pick. I might can I shuffle them a little bit and yep. then pick one okay is this for some jeopardy music <laughs> oh they're so colorful I know I really enjoy them actually so like yeah there'll be like two sides to the card so it'll be like something that's maybe not so positive like I don't know you are disjointed Mm-hmm. And then, like, the positive will be, like, introspection. Like, those are totally opposite, but, like... Is it, like, if you flip it upside down, you have one? If you flip it the right side up, it's the other one? No, there's just two oh. sides to it, like, meanings. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so what are you going to ask, Jack? Take a deep breath. Do you have to say it out loud? Yeah, of course you do. How can I say this in a way that is, um... <laughs> I think I have an idea where this question's going. Uh, I guess, like, should I just make a leap of faith? That's it. That's a good question. Okay. The top card's yours? Yep. <clears throat> what did you pull? Six of wands. Okay. Are you ready? 
Yep. No, I'm not ready. No, no, no. It's good. Okay, so the positive side is killing the game with absolutely no shame. You are on fire and there is no stopping you. People are taking notice of your success and acknowledging you for your talents. Despite all the challenges, you have managed to persevere through it all and come out on top. This is the validation you need to keep on going and to trust that you are on the right path. On top of the world, this skyrockets your confidence, driven by the positivity and support around you. The praise, rewards, and recognition are only the beginning of your success. Remember to take a moment and look back to where you once were and where you are now. Perspective will keep you grounded from all the newborn attention. Be proud of yourself. You deserve this success and so much more. Interesting. (laughs) Do you want me to read you the, like, less positive side? Is it, like, cautionary or what is it? Um, so the, like, at the top it says low spirits, apprehensive, and rebuild reputation. Ooh. Fuck my reputation. (laughs) (laughs) Perception is everything, motherfuckers. (laughs) Yeah, read it. I'm just trying to see if I can, like, summarize it. Mm. Okay, so I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it does, it does say doubt mounts higher with your alternating stress levels and you're experiencing resistance with with your current path Uh, follow your instincts on where to go next success requires perspiration so make sure your fire is fueled by desires that are true to your values and what you want to bring into this world do you feel like what do you feel like did that answer your question i think it's mostly just saying to like trust your gut and go with it right yeah yeah i think it's saying like your challenges they they exist but Mm -hmm. continue to persevere through them because it's gonna be worth it i'm pretty sure you can resonate with that Mm -hmm. (laughs) most of my challenges exist in my own brain (laughs) are you gonna pull one for yourself i mean i suppose i can yes do you have a question that you would like to ask the cards (laughs) do you want to shuffle them oh they're so pretty i know Oh my god, these are actually so cool. They're like holographic. Yeah. I feel like that means I should stop. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What did you get? I forgot to ask the question, but my question (laughs) was just going to be what's next. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, you should read it. What did you get? Princess of of Swords. Princess of Swords. All right. So it says inquisitive, verbose, and lively. Sparks fly high with a twinkle in your eye. There are a million ideas floating around in your head, and you can't wait to tell anyone and everyone about them. Combusting with excitement, your creativity and brilliance cannot be contained. The Princess of Swords urges you to put your ideas into action and to go for it. Young idealistic truth seeker, you have a gift for gab that has the ability to translate effectively to others. Writing and speaking come easily to you, which will aid you when it comes time to spread your ideas and message. With a thirst to learn, you constantly ask questions and want to know the why of how things work. Your high energy and curiosity are endless and feed off of your willingness to find the answers. With time comes experience, and the more you go after what you want, the more wisdom and experience you will gain. Oof. Big oof. <laughs> Major big oof. Oofy poofy. <laughs> okay. And then your negatives say contrarian, annoyance, motor mouth. Uh. <laughs> 
Challenging authority with a know-it-all attitude can get old pretty quick. You're bored and in need of mental stimulation to keep up with your rapid-fire thoughts. All talk and no action leads to a distrust between you and your peers. Making promises you cannot keep does not bode well for your reputation, nor align with your intentions. Communication is a two-way street. Become aware of how you speak to others, as it may rub them the wrong way, and you can come off as annoying instead of intelligent. (laughs) Excitement spurs you, however. Your energy is scattered when you try to do it all at once. Fear of people judging you can stop you from spreading your thoughts and ideas. Don't let the haters get you down. The world wants to hear what you have to say. Well, how fucking fortuitous we have a podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, when you read the first part, Mm -hmm. um, the Princess of Swords urges to put your ideas into action and go for it. Mm -hmm. Um... And that there are millions of ideas floating around in your head. It, I don't know about that you can't wait to tell anyone and everyone about them. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm pretty bad for that. But um, yeah, there's definitely a million things floating around in my head. So yeah, I'm, I really am kind of like speechless at this moment. <laughs> Did you read anything from that for me? You laughed a little bit when you were reading the negative part <laughs> about me being annoying. Because you're, you're not annoying at all. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's just making eyebrows at me across from the room. I just raised my eyebrows so hard that my headphones <laughs> fell off. Well. And for our self-care this week, we went on vacation. And we went to Cabo, duh. Yeah, duh. <laughs> we roasted like bacon. Oh, yeah. And ate so much good food and ate, no, drank <laughs> all of the alcohol. But we drank quite a bit of water. Yep. Yeah. I don't think I did. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think that's it for us this week. And that's it. I think yeah. Jack needs a hauls. So yeah. Jack's throat is dying. And I'm sorry you guys had to listen to us. Well, I, well not us. I mean me. I think it's sexy. It's not. I do. So... Hopefully you enjoyed our little Cabo recap Mm -hmm. and um, make sure you follow us on all the social medias. Yep. At two girls, one broadcast Mm -hmm. on all of your platforms. Yeah. And on Apple, if you want to give us a rating and a review, we would really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And a subscribe. Yeah. Because then you won't miss our episodes. Nobody wants to miss our episodes. Come on. Nobody. Nobody. Well, have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, Aka Tacos. You like to drink and to smoke and to take away the pain. And I don't remember all the mistakes in every eye. I got alone, no one thing. Good night.